I'd like to take a little personal privilege to give you an update. What I'm trying to do is give a lot of communication to what's happening in the church since we've had some transition time and still looking for a senior pastor now. And I'd like to tell you that our, on Friday was the last day for Don Patterson, who's been our executive director for three years. Don has been outstanding in, in what he does. He's been an excellent leader, especially in three areas. And we're getting coverage in those three areas, so I wanted to let you know that. Don was an excellent uh, leader in the area of finance. We have a wonderful treasurer, though, now, Margie Bryce. She's going to be coming in one day a week during the summer to help us in the finance office. We have a couple of ladies, uh, Sarah Halstead and Michelle Sutton, that help us part-time in the office. And then the finance team, led by Kevin Schmidt and others, they're doing a great job overseeing and stewarding the church's finances. So they're, that's really in good hands. Uh, strategy. Don was great in strategy. Our session right now is helping in the area of strategy, and they've asked Clay Barnes and Jim Martin, two of our current elders, to help with the Vision 2020 plan to make sure that gets implemented. That's still going on, so that's happening as well. And then with the staff, we're getting more support from our elders in the area of staffing. And Don helped put in place some advisory teams. So there's some of you that are on some advisory teams for some areas of the church uh, to, to take his place as well. So I wanted to let you know. Um, that things are in good hands there. I've had some people ask me as well, um, and then I had one of the elders say in the last week or so, he goes, you ought to tell people how you're doing. Um, and so I've had some people said, Scott, how are you doing? You know, and what kind of things are you working on? So I thought I'd give you an update. Well, here's, I, I'm doing really well. And I want to tell you, I'm excited to be here um, with you. And I've kind of broken down my time into four areas in this time when we're without a senior pastor. So I'd like to touch on those real briefly. Number one is providing preaching and excellent worship for the church. I work with John Graybill, who was up here, and, and uh, Betsy Howden on our staff. We have a worship team, uh, David Ackerman and the choir, our musicians. We want to provide excellent worship, so that's probably the main thing I work on each week. Pastoral care. Um, Quentin Small did our, our welcome and our prayer. Quentin is helping with pastoral care as our, our deacons. I'm doing some of that as well, making sure that that's taking care of. If you have a pastoral care need, we don't know about it unless you tell us. Um, so call the church. Uh, let us know if you need a hospital visit or if someone's hurting or in need. Uh, we would like to know and offer you pastoral care. Staff in session. I'm going to be working more closely with the staff and in session have been doing that. We have great elders right now, again, who are helping to lead in the church. And then just being present where needed as needs, as needs come up. So those are kind of the things I'm doing week to week. And I appreciate all your prayers. A lot of people have been telling, telling me that you're praying for me, and I appreciate that greatly. Well, we're really being the church together. And as I was just sharing with the kids, and part of the thing of sharing what I just shared is there's so many of you that are stepping up to be the church. And this morning, and this sermon series is called We Are In This Together, that we are the church together. And it's really part of the story of the first several chapters of the book of Acts is the early church. What did the early church look like? How were they the church together? And we're going to take some of their lessons and then um, take a look. How can we be the church together? How can we take some of the things that they did? And uh, we're not in the same uh, place that they are, situation they are, but how can we apply some of the lessons they had to our church today? So that's what we're doing. And in Doing that, we're going to look at today's scripture, which is out of Acts, Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. Hear God's word. 
They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. Let's pray. Most loving God, may you open our minds to understand your word as we have read it, and then apply it to our lives and to our church even today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, our bulletin is not just for announcements, although that's important. Um, There's some notes here on the side if you would like to look along on those. Um, Some of those will be on the screens as well, but they kind of give an overview of what we're talking about today, Um, and then uh, you can follow along with that or uh, if you want uh, in your bulletin. Like like I said, some of those will be on the board as well. Well, let's hit those highlights right there. What are we talking about in the early church, and what are the basic things that we learn about the early church? We learned that the early church was devoted to, in those first couple of verses, the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of the bread, and prayer. And then it says about the earliest Christians, the early church, what did they have? It says they were together, and they had everything in common. They even sold their possessions to give to those in need. They met together and they ate together. They met in the temple. They met in homes, as we talked about with the kids. Um, And they had glad hearts. They praised God. And God added to their number um, those who were being saved. So God was adding to them. So we want to ask the questions. um, What does ZPC look like as a church? And how can we look like the Acts 2 church that's described here? And then for each of us as individuals, as families, how do I fit in the church? Where is my place? Well, the church is truly the community of believers. Wherever we go, you know, as we said, within these walls or outside these walls, we are the community of believers, and we need um, community. There was a book that came out several years ago called uh, Bowling Alone by author Robert Putnam, and he talked about that community in America is declining today. Here were a few statistics that he gave. He said those attending club meetings is down 58% over past years. Family dinners, those having family dinners, down 33%. And those having friends over to their home is down 45% over previous years. So it would be good for us to think about the church. How can we build community in the church as well instead of seeing a decline in community? And so what did the early Christians do and the early church do that teaches us about community? Well, here's the things they did that we just talked about. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Well, what does this mean? The apostles were empowered by the Holy Spirit to teach, and the great commission that Jesus gave back in Matthew 28 uh, was to go out and to teach all the people everything that Jesus had commanded them. So the last couple of weeks, we read what uh, Peter's speech was in Acts chapter 2, the first part of Acts chapter 2. Peter's doing what Jesus commanded. He's teaching the people Um, what Jesus had taught them. He's doing what he commanded. So they met together to study what God had told them uh, through Jesus. They were devoted to fellowship. They spent lots of time together. Use the word daily. It says daily they met together. They met in the temple. Uh, They met together there, and they met in homes. They built friendship and camaraderie, 
And for us as a church, we need to find ways to spend time together as well to grow in fellowship. It talked about the breaking of the bread, and scholars believe this could mean the Lord's Supper, which we believe that they shared from the various, various uh, first weeks of uh, the church's existence. It could mean eating together. We also know that they had feasts in the early church where the churches would come together to share meals together. And so both of those things are important for us. We'll be sharing the Lord's Supper together in just a little bit. It says prayer, and I'm sure that they prayed together deeply. If you think about, you know, all the things they had been through, they had seen Jesus um, die. They had seen him resurrected, gone to heaven. Now they see the Holy Spirit come. I'm sure when they met that they prayed together deeply, and God calls us to do the same as well. So our author of Acts, Luke, says, everyone was in awe And the apostles were doing miraculous signs and wonders. So we read later in Acts as we get into it, people were being healed, people were speaking boldly for Jesus, and there were even miraculous escapes from jail. As we look later in this short passage in verse 44, it says, all the people were together, they had everything in common, they sold possessions and they gave to those in need. And as scholars look back at that time in Palestine, right around Jerusalem, they said that there was great poverty there. And the poverty may have even been increased when you think about it for the early Christians because some of them had come from other places on the day of Pentecost, which was right before this passage. They'd come from different places. And if we think possibly they may have come to Christ and then stayed in Jerusalem, they needed a place to stay. They needed food to eat. So the early Christians, because of some of their poverty and because of their community, They shared possessions, they sold things, and so they had food to eat and places to stay together. That was part of the early church. It says every every day they met together in large groups and in small. Uh, They praised God and the Lord added to their number. Why did God add to their number? Uh, God added to their number, and it wasn't the people that added to the number by bringing other people in. God added to their number because they were following him. And I'm also sure that it was an attractive group to join because it said they had joy, they praised God, they shared together. So in a time of poverty and a time of need, who wouldn't want to go be with these people who were sharing life together at such a deep level? That was the church. So what are some ways that we can look like the early church? Now, it's not 2,000 years ago. Um, We're not in the same situation. We're not in the same places that they are. But what lessons can we learn even today? We can worship together and hear the apostles' teaching in large groups and in small. We can meet together here in the church, not the temple, as they did, but here in the church. We can meet here on Sundays and on special occasions to worship God. We can also meet in homes and in small groups. You have the freedom when you have people over, whether it's for a small group or a fellowship group or just people over, to treat them as Christ would, to care for them, to invite them. And that's what we want to do. We can be devoted to the apostles' teaching. Well, what's that mean? Well, the apostles didn't have all the New Testament written down. If you think about it, most of them were the ones who wrote it down, but they were teaching what Jesus commanded. Today, we have that written down. And so when we come together and we study the book of Acts, we're studying the apostles' teaching. We're studying Luke's teaching about Jesus and the early church. We have adult education options, even a couple new ones this summer, which are in your bulletin. Uh, There's different studies. There are different Bible studies. If you want to know more about those, call me at the office. I'd be glad to try to connect you to a place where you can get into good teaching. 
The breaking of the bread, it says that that was uh, uh, mostly probably in homes where they got together. They shared the Lord's Supper together, but they also shared feasts where it talks, Paul talks about later in the New Testament. He calls people who had a lot to share with those who didn't have as much. Years ago, uh, part of our church staff, we went to a small conference where one of the conference leaders said, uh, one of the signs of the church is to eat a lot together a lot. And so we said, do you, do you think that, does that mean we need to eat a lot of food? He said, yes. You know, you know when you have a, a feast, when you have a lot of food, it's fun, it's good. Or do you mean that we need to eat together a lot, like be together a lot? He said, yes, you need both. You need to eat together, enjoy each other's company, share food and share life. You know, that draws us close together. And that's right from the Bible. And uh, that's what God calls us to do as well. Finally, deep prayer, deep prayer. Praying as you feel led uh, each day during the week to pray for our church, as Quentin led to pray for our pastor nominating committee, to pray for the needs of the church, to come here and together and pray. If you'd like to learn more, there's a small group of people who pray for our session on the first Tuesday of the month when the session meets. There's a small group that meets in the chapel each Sunday for the last about three months or so, around 8.20 to 8.45. So if you want to join them any Sunday, you're welcome to join. We pray for the church and for other needs that come available. We pray together. And we share possessions. It talked about the early church did that, giving to those in need. What's that look like for us? You know, they sold things, they gave things away. It could mean similar things for us. My neighbor and I have been sharing lawnmowers over the last couple of years when our lawnmowers break down. They're sharing possessions. Um, loaning a car to someone when their car is under repair. Um, doing handyman things for each other when we can help each other at our homes. It could mean donating a car to the church or having someone stay at your home that's in need. And I can tell you that both of those things have happened this year at ZPC. I've been a part of that. Someone's donated a car to the church and that car found a a worthy home, and we've had people come to the church that needed a place to stay, and we found a place for them to stay. People are sharing their possessions and sharing their homes, and that is the church, that is the body of Christ. There's also more formal means of uh, sharing our possessions in ministry. There's a ministry here called the Community Assistance and the Good Samaritan Fund where people have donated money. We had a gift of that in the last couple of weeks, and then those are given out to uh, help people pay bills that are in desperate situation, that are both members of the church or who are outside the church, and our deacons oversee that. The food pantry helps people in need. It's a, it's a wonderful ministry. It's a, it's a practical ministry. And then the local missions that we are involved in around Boone County and Marion County and everywhere else. The church can be a place where we help each other by sharing our possessions and our goods. Eleven years ago, this came home to me. It was during about this time in the spring, and my wife Claire and I had just had twins, uh, Luke and Graham. We had a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and two babies. And we were at home, and we were kind of overwhelmed. So the youth inquirers of the church, led by some of the moms of the church, came, and they told us they were coming. They came to our house one day, and they, um, they pulled weeds, they moved mulch, they planted flowers, they trimmed our bushes, they mowed our grass, they cleaned up. And I remember being, you know, moved to tears because they were being the body of Christ to my family when we were in a time of need. That's the kind of things that we want to be, to be the church outside the walls 
of this building. It can also look like going on a short-term mission trip. I'd encourage you, if you have a chance, whether it's here local or whether it's somewhere out of the country, to go on a short-term mission trip. I had the chance many times, as I mentioned to the kids, to go to, uh, to Mexico, and it was a great time to share where, where I was with teenagers, and they were sharing, um, they were sharing food, sharing meals, uh, working hard, singing and worshiping together. Every single day, we had times where we, we lost a girl's luggage some of the other girls are like, well, I've got an extra shirt. I've got some extra shorts. I've got extra clothes. And they were sharing their clothes with her because she didn't have any for a couple of days until we got her luggage. It, it can be miraculous because through that, people come to know Jesus. Strangers and people from our own church who maybe didn't know Jesus come to see Jesus for the first time. So we can be the church. And in the future, we're going to be the church by helping to fulfill our goals for the church, which were set last year and we're still having. And those are our Vision 2020 goals. Number one, to center our worship and study on Christ. We've talked about that, worship and study together. Building community, um, creating a caring community. As Quentin said, the deacons are going to be calling you to check in to see how you're doing. We're also hoping to have neighborhood fellowship groups in a lot of our neighborhoods, even this summer, to invite people into homes, to have the church in homes. And then finally, um, to encourage hands-on missions to find your place to serve and to go out in the world in local missions and place, places to serve. One of the places we can serve is Vacation Bible School. So as kind of part of the illustration of how we be the church, I'm inviting um, Jill Nash and Tom McCarthy to come up. We're going to talk a little bit about Vacation Bible School. So you guys coming up? Do you have your own microphones? Tom, you got that? Yep. So... Um, I wanted to ask them some questions about how we can be the church through Vacation Bible School. So I've got my little list of questions. We talked about this on Friday. So Jill and Tom, you are the leaders of VBS coming up in, uh, in July. Jill, what's been your role at VBS the last couple of years? Um, the last couple of years, I've been the MC of, of VBS. That's it's really been wonderful. So. Yeah, been the upfront person, which has been great. Yeah, yeah. And Tom, how about you? How have you served in VBS? Uh, a lot of different roles. I've uh, been a, a crew leader and, and worked with the kids every night. I've been a pod supervisor and done lots of different types okay. of activities. That's great. And one of the things that they were telling me as I met earlier this spring is it's a great place to invite people to come and meet Christ. And Tom, talk, talk about what you did last year. Yeah, last year... Uh, it was, it was time to go for the first evening to, to VBS, and the kids in the neighborhood were all playing outside, so we loaded up the van and, and just drove door to door and picked up anybody that was willing to come and, and brought uh, six or seven other kids that we hadn't expected to bring until that, that evening. And that's really cool. You know, going out in your neighborhood, something practical, inviting them to church where they're going to hear about Jesus, really, really cool. What is the theme this year? Just tell me just a couple of sentences about um, VBS for this summer. Um, the theme is Kingdom Rock, and um, it's where kids stand strong for God. Excellent. Okay. Now let's compare to the Acts 2 church. We just read in Acts 2, 42 through 47. Here are some of the signs of the early church. Is there teaching um, in the Bible, VBS? Uh, yes. They, there's five uh, verses, and there's five dramas that go with the verses, okay. and they, take, they do a rotation, and they all have to do with that verse of the, the evening that's, that's for them. Okay. What about fellowship? The early church talked about fellowship. There is. We have a lot of fellowship uh, beginning with meetings that, that began several months ago till 
uh, the night of VBS where there are several hundred kids in this room. All these chairs are pushed aside and yeah. several hundred kids and several hundred volunteers. That's awesome. How about prayer? Prayer was a sign of the early church. Do you pray? Oh, yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Definitely. Um, uh, the kids, and when they're in their small groups and their crew leaders, they, <clears throat> excuse me, they have time to just pray together as a small group. And then um, we end the evening in prayer too. Excellent. As well. And then you guys provide us leaders with um, a, a prayer prayer team as well. So yes. if any time in the week that we need somebody, and you were talking about sharing, and it hit me when I was standing over there last year. You you know you had your prayer team, and you know you, if you need anything, grab us, whatever. And there was a few of uh, there was like four of you or something, and yeah. I I needed somebody the one night and. Um, I just grabbed her and I'm like, you know, will you pray with me? I'm worried about my husband. And, and it was just, it was sharing, you know, and we all shared together, even us as leaders and the kids shared and it was just, it's awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Food is important. Do you eat together as the early church did? We do eat together. Okay. In fact, we have uh, wonderful meals for the families of the volunteers and anybody else that wants to come early because it is in the evening after work. And then, of course, uh, we have snacks for all the kids each night, so we all eat eat well together. That's great. You talked about um, fellowship, so sharing life together. What about um, sharing of possessions or money? Do you you take an offering, and how does that work? Yes. um, We do pennies, nickels, dimes, quarters, and then dollars each night. And this year our money is going to go to the Noah's Ark um, playground. So we're real excited to support them. Praise God. Yeah. And do you have joy and praise God? That was one of the signs of the early church. Do you do that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, we start off with music and get the kids pumped up and excited and yeah. ready to go to learn about That's Jesus fantastic. and his love. So. That's fantastic. And then, most importantly, do kids come to know Christ? Um, do kids come to know Christ through VBS? Um, yes. Uh, I, actually, I have an example one of the uh, gentlemen that do the drama, um, Jim Martin, told me, um, I think, I believe it was last year, he told me that uh, he had a little girl, they, he was doing his drama, and then they do a prayer, and, and she gave, you know, her life to Jesus, and he said it was just a, the coolest thing ever. So. That's awesome. So those are all the marks of the early church that we talked about in Acts chapter 2. We can be the church in so many ways, and I encourage all of you, if you're not involved in VBS. There will be ways you can sign up Mountain the Gathering Space today, but it really shows it's one of the ministries, as many of our ministries. Really, we are the church together. We are in this together. So thank you for leading, and we'll look forward to seeing you more often. Thanks, guys. With that example, it's a great way to just close our our message today, to think about how can we be the church together. We can be the church through worship as our choir led us in song today, through things like Vacation Bible School, through eating together in your homes, through prayer, through sharing life together, through worship here on Sunday morning, through the various ministries of the church, we can be the church together and then draw closer to Christ by being that church. Let us pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks that you love us, that you have called us to be the church. And so God, now as we enter into this time of communion, 
we ask that you help us to be the church as well. So God, we ask your blessing right now upon this Lord's Supper, that it represents the body and the blood of Christ. And God, through that, that we, we would be nourished, spiritually nourished, so that from this place we can go out and be more connected to you, to draw closer to you, so that we can be the church in the world wherever we go. So God, we thank you for this hour, and we ask your blessing upon this meal. In Jesus' name, amen.